from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west weekly behind the masks college hockey west weekly is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue the best in barbecue las vegas style the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group Search Rudd at redbubble.com and let us create a unique gift for you or someone special. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at SpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. At JetsPizza.com, discover all of our signature pizzas. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, take two. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app, Scott Strandy with you tonight from just outside Carlsbad, California, and about a half a mile from the Pacific Ocean. My co-host, as always, returns home to the mansion, the estate, if you will, uh, through the pearly doors, um, next to the Bug Botanical Gardens, Paul Hornstein back on Long Island, New York. I understand. Paul, how are you? How are things on the island? Well, I, I, I other than the fact that I do have the Bug Botanical Gardens next to my house, <laughs> I, I, no, don't know no where the rest that, I don't know where the rest of that came from. You no Pearl Gates? No, no man. Talking about my house, no. No estate. No. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, lucky the house stays up. <laughs> uh, you made it back safely, I take it. Yeah, much better trip this time. Picking uh, up the voice. Then, um, yes, picking up the voice better than uh, uh, the last time where uh, this time there was no holiday traffic, no rain. Um, so that happens when you go on a Tuesday in December. Yeah, Mid December, well, so um, I mean, well, good for you. Uh, yeah, Charlie's so home for what three weeks now? Get a little Christmas vacation. No, I think I, I think I, I don't know. I think they go back like on the twelfth or the fifteenth. So I guess it is wow. a month. Yeah, a month of vacation time. Yeah, well, it's good to be the king. I mean, yeah, if it's not you, and how? And how? Yeah, he yeah, must be so your protege. Has he has he realized that we're a real podcast yet? Um, apparently that's, that was the case a couple of weeks ago when, okay. um, when you sent me those clips of coach powers, <laughs> okay. <laughs> even, even, even though, by the way, he's been with us when we've actually done these things. Right. <laughs> uh, in other, I believe what he was with us in Irvine. He was, yes, he was I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's nice. It's nice to be a real podcast finally as we approach. Uh, it's nice to be acknowledged. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be acknowledged. 
<laughs> okay, well, it's Tuesday night. I had hoped that we were getting somebody from Colorado College on. I don't know. I, I think Peter might, uh, Peter Menino might still be under the weather as he was this weekend. I, I texted oh, him were- and I didn't get a response. And then I was going to text him a couple of hours ago just as a reminder. And it said Peter's uh, notifications are silenced. So apparently he didn't want to talk to me. So I don't know if that meant that he didn't want to talk to me or if he wasn't not feeling well and didn't want to talk to anybody. But anyway. Well, here's, here's the thing, I right? I uh, Listen, <laughs> uh, Swaggy P, I hope you're uh, feeling better. <laughs> um, you know, not for nothing, but considering there are still games this week and some games this weekend, you know, maybe we're better off having some people lined up for next couple of weeks anyway, considering that there's no games. And um, well, Stop it with the no game stuff. You know December 21st what happens. World Junior stuff happens. Well, yeah. And, I, and there's I, I, a I, lot I, of college hockey players playing in the World Juniors. Well, there always are. Uh, so we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about. But, yeah, I get your point. We will work on getting um, some guests. Yeah. I will pick up and move for five days over to Palm Springs. I've got three hockey games in the next five games. All right, let's hold on a second here. Let me know. I just happened. To, um, I um, I guess they did a bunch of things today. Um, USA Hockey. I just first time I'm hearing of this. So I mean, just goes to show you we learn stuff every day, right? What did you learn today? Um, I'm just I just happened to click on the USA Hockey website. Okay, the good 20, idea. Twenty. The they named the 17 player roster for the 2024 Youth Olympic Men's Hockey Team. So mm. let's see. Um, U.S. will be in Group A along with uh, Czechia and Slovakia. And I guess the other group will be Canada, Finland, and the host, uh, South Korea. Let's see if we notice recognize any names on this roster here. Uh I'm not thinking so far. I'm not really seeing any. <laughs> that, um, that was but, a whole bunch of buildup for nothing. I no, well, listen, gonna, I, I, I said you were going to bring us something here, and you go, uh, well, drum roll, please. Well, here, <laughs> listen, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I haven't had a chance to do any research, so that makes a difference. Indeed. I mean, you know, um, I, I recognize uh, Matt Gilroy, who's – going to be one of the assistant coaches he's from long island i don't know if that makes a difference um let's just see because this oh, is hold, hold on a minute uh, the one thing that you did notice was the guy from long island well for now <laughs> uh, well, let's 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 look at this and see what you you know that this is let's this is what we got here so let's see um one two uh, one, two, a couple of kids from California, kid from Texas, one from Salt Lake City. No, I'm sorry. What was that? Um, from where? Sorry. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, Utah. Okay. Um, home of the what? Um, uh, maybe a future home for a team we know. I don't know. I don't think so because I understand there are a lot of things happening. Well, that's a, that's what the people that are wanting you to think that say. <laughs> uh, there's shovel, shovels in the ground any day now. Yeah, that could be. In, in northeast Phoenix. Really? 
you tell me where Northeast Phoenix is because uh, they must be tearing down a lot of buildings somewhere. Because I uh, I, I've been in Northeast Phoenix and there's not um, a lot of open land there. All right. Well, listen, we took a shot. We wanted to see, we saw this and you know, this is what happens when we do this, when we do it live. Doesn't mean people are necessarily always listening to it live, but um, you know, Hey, uh, what do we have to lose by opening it up and opening it up and seeing what was going on there? Yeah. Oh, uh, we know that David Carl had, uh, his local, a press conference for this today that he did he did um, 10, 10 a.m i was not there so unfortunately well, I no i get it participating but but um you know it is you know listen we can't be everywhere right or you can't be anyway somebody can't be <laughs> right uh garrett rayboyne uh also part of that coaching staff i don't think he was in denver either so no i don't think so but yeah. um uh, but you are right. That is coming. Um, again, the first exhibition game is uh, and nine days away. I don't know how they're doing. I mean, I know they had the camp during the summer, but I don't know how you get ready for this in nine days. I mean, I guess everybody's in the same boat, right? All the other teams um, yeah. Yeah. are in the same boat. But it, I'm on the uh... – IIHF.com uh, page, and they have a countdown to face off of 13 days, 8 hours, 12 minutes, and 34, 33, 32 seconds. You get the idea. Um, yeah, but those are the the, the, the games the real that quote games. unquote count. I'm talking about the, the real games. You know, you do, I, I do get it. You get a couple of pre tournament games. Yeah. Uh, very interesting that they're playing Canada in one of those. Um, I guess they want to make sure they play them at least once while they're over there. Oh, oh. Who is that one again? No, they're not against any. They're just not in the same group, so they might not play. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, And by the way, you you were talking about Macklin Celebrini. Yeah. He's, he's in fact, playing, but you uh, you had the wrong team. He's a Canadian. Well, I don't recall saying that he wasn't playing. You said you you were looking through the U.S. roster, and you told me it looks like he must be too young. Um, no, he's not too young. Um, he's going to play. It's just going to be uh, uh, Team Canada the team with the red maple leaf on the front. Yeah, well, okay. Listen, I, well, I, that's fine. We don't uh, want to miss him. Thanks for the, I mean, thanks for the correction. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. We don't want to miss it. Cause I just, what I'm saying is the kid's a star, uh, oh, star making. And uh, I think, um, every time Canada plays, people are going to have their eyes on them. So I'll quickly give you the rundown of what I see is the first four games, uh, Slovakia and uh, is it Czech Republic or is it Czechia now? It's Czechia. Because it's still abbreviated as CZE. Anyway. You know, it's, it's Czechia and you have Slovakia. You know, okay. They'll, they'll kick things off. Um, then it'll be Finland and Canada. Right. And then USA Norway. And uh, my Norwegian blood is telling me that Norwegians don't have a chance, but uh, whatever. Uh, and, and then by the way, and Latvia. By the way, we we talk about uh, the Chechens being kind of the the um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the thorn in the side of the U.S. Yeah. team. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. The thorn in the side. Um, that's that same thing applies to the Finns and Team Canada. <laughs> 
Oh, it does. It does. I'm glad you for, brought that up. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Now, I'm not saying that Canada doesn't win a majority of the time, but, man, uh, for whatever reason, the Finns just, you know, give them battles that you don't expect. That is correct. So. So, anyway, uh, that all gets started. David Carl, as you mentioned, will be the head coach. Um, he'll have some help, obviously. Um as, uh, as Team USA gets ready, the preliminary roster, as we said earlier, has been announced. I don't know exactly when this is going to be pared down, but this preliminary roster is pretty doggone impressive. And, Paul, uh, you and I have I talked was... about this, and I don't know where this team's strength lies because they've got great goaltending, they've got really solid defense, and they've got really good offense. So my question to you is, is this team built full of superstars, or do they have what I called uh, before uh, a line or two of grinders, guys that can get things done, um, put things away if you have the lead or it's a close game in the end? Well, that's what you're going to look for, right? Absolutely. You, you, that's what you, I'm looking you, for. You want to see, and I don't know if you'll find it out. I, I mean, I guess if you watch those pre, pre-tournament games, uh, especially the one against Canada. Um, you know, depending on how the game goes, that's what you're looking for, right? Because who's going to be that guy? Who are going to be those guys? Especially on the defensive's end. Okay? Um, in terms of your defensemen. Okay? Uh, who those guys are going to be. Uh, who are, I mean, I could take some guesses, right? I, I, my guess is it'll be some combination because of experience. At least this is how it'll start because of experience. Seamus Casey, Ryan Chesley, and Lane Hudson. That's pretty good experience right there. Right. I mean, those are the three returning guys from last year's team. So my guess is that they will probably get the first crack at it. Okay. Um, you know, as far as the forwards, uh, who knows? Um, I, you know, the only thing I can tell you about the the, the forwards going in is who, you know is those Boston College guys are going to make up one of the lines, three out of the four of them anyway. I, again, I believe that Leonard and and Will Smith and and Cutter Gauthier play on a line right now at BC. So why would you stop? Why, assuming all three of those guys make the team, and I really don't see any reason why they're not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, why would you not play them and take advantage of that built-in familiarity? Yeah, as a line. Now, does that mean they'll be the guys out with forty-five seconds to go up a goal, needing to win a key defensive zone face-off? I don't know. Well, I'm you not- know, I'm looking through the 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 group of defensemen. Sorry to go backwards on you here, but uh, we know there's going to have to probably be two to three guys cut from that defensive core, and and my question is, um, will the birth years come into play. There's three guys, including Zeev Booyam, uh, who are 2005 birth years. And 
knowing that they have an opportunity to come back again and again, probably. Yes, that um, I, 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 I'm sure that works against them. Yeah, I would think so. So also, there's two of those 2005 birth year players are from Boston College. Well, again. That... So does that, does that bode well for one like uh, Jake Levanovich? Levanovich? I, I, I would say it might work in his favor. Yeah, me too. Me too. And the fact that I, I don't know if you can bring I, – I know they're talented, so don't get me wrong on this, but I don't know if you can bring six from Boston College. You might as well make that the whole roster then. Just well, bring they almost Boston did. College's team over there. <laughs> they almost did. I know. I know. But there, <laughs> there's other players that uh, deserve the opportunity. And like I'm saying before is um, they got seven, actually, for, I think, from Boston College. you got a goaltender – Currently on the preliminary roster, you got one, two, two defensemen. That's three. You got four, five. I'm doing math on the air. Six, nice. seven. You've got seven from Boston College on this roster. Not that they're not deserving, but if there's a 2005 birth year in there or two, which um, quite a few of them are, by the way, almost all of them, maybe all of them. Well, again, treat the forwards and the defensemen separately. Because okay. I think the I think that the forwards the, that that are, that those BC forwards, you, like I said, they're lost. Leonard, Ryan Leonard, Cutter Gauthier, and Will Smith, I believe, all play on the same line for BC. You're not. I I, I can't imagine those guys get cut. No, no, you're going to play the. Because here's the thing. Uh, typically what you find, especially in international play, is experience counts. And it's a lot more um, experience-friendly for, for forwards to gain access and, and play in, the, in that type of thing than it is for um, defensemen. And not taking in away anything from these 10 defensemen, but you're playing on Olympic-size ice now. Uh, you're going to have to uh, adjust quickly to size and speed of the rink and the player. And, you know, you don't want to be messing around with that at the, uh, you know, when no, you have and, a nine-day prep and, or whatever you just said. Right, and, 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 I'll, and I'll sit here and, and, and I'll say that again. If you're telling me which one of the BC forwards I think is going to, is not going to, if I had to choose, and I'm not saying they don't make it. I'm just saying if you asked me which one wouldn't, my guess is it would be Gabe Perot because he doesn't play on that same line with the other guys. Yeah, and he is a 2005. Okay. Uh, was he a first-round pick? Yes, he was. A lot of first-round picks on this roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, the odds are there's going to be a couple of them cut no matter when they were drafted. Yep. Yep, okay. you are correct. Um, and as you look at this, and again, you know, I was watching the game, and it was a Canadian feed, and you know, they're they're not really they're not going to be hyperbolic and say the U.S. is a heavy favorite if if people don't think that. So, um, so it's we'll see. Again, uh, and part of this is a reason why. A lot of schools take the Christmas break, right? Because they don't want to be without their best players. 
Yep. Okay. Especially and, when parody rules in college hockey. And they're not, you know, and there used to be, and you would know this better than I would, there used to be a lot more Christmas break tournaments. Yes. Uh, but my guess is as the World Juniors has gained in notoriety. And popularity. And, and gained in, 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 in popularity and has a chance to kind of be the focus point for hockey. Uh, for that week that, you know, the schools decided that, hey, we don't want to play in these tournaments against good teams without our best players. Yep. And it just kind of became a thing. Or maybe your best coaches. Uh, Brett Larson yeah. on this uh, coaching staff. David Carl, obviously, on the coaching staff. Um, you probably don't want to be away, you know, playing important games without games. your head coaches. No, I mean, it does happen. You do see the odd series happen with the head coach gone. Yeah. But yeah. it has not really been a, that has not been the norm since we started doing this program. No, no, it has not. And, and again, I don't have the institutional knowledge that you do. And I mean, everybody used to have, there used to be tons and tons of Christmas break tournaments, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Because you know what that meant? Extra money. In most cases, well, whatever the case might be, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just talking in terms of uh, those of us who are laymen and not as well versed as people that have been, you know, focusing on the college game for much longer than I have. Okay, I get it. So anyway, uh, Team USA will head over to Sweden and they'll pare this roster down by a few players at least and um, head over and take on... Um, uh, the world, basically. And as David Carl said, uh, this uh, this fall, when I had a chance to visit with him and ask him about this, uh, this job, is that uh, USA has not fared well in Sweden. And he's taken it personal. Believe me, he's taken it personal. Uh, he wants to be the coach that turns things around in Sweden. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an exciting... Um, uh, week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is, of uh, of hockey. And like I said, with oh, yeah. all these college players playing in it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. I'll never forget last year, Paul, and I was at the Desert Classic, and Lane Hudson came back uh, after traveling uh, for hours. Uh, I don't think he even slept and got back to playing the second game. I think it was the second game of that tournament uh, in Tempe. So, It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see not only how they play over there, but how they get back and how they adjust back into the season. We've already talked about the teams in the NCHC, what they're going to be up against, because it, it's gauntlet. It's a gauntlet that starts right away for most teams. When you get back in January, you're right into the frying pan, from the frying pan to the fire, however that goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, – uh... CC playing that other maroon and gold team. Yeah, Sunday and Monday, by the way. Sunday and Monday, <laughs> uh, the seventh and the eighth. Uh, and when you look at the Team USA um, schedule, right? If they make it to the one of the last two games, one of the medal games, right? That's January fifth. Yeah. So that means anybody on that 
team that's got a losing record to USC um, <laughs> uh, is going to play. What, what team would that be, Paul? What was that? What team would that be? That would be that other maroon and gold team that plays at 3M. Oh, okay. At Mariucci. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, that's right. That was the guy that was the coach of that team, I believe. Do, I do, they, on do, they, have a, do they have a losing record against USC? They do. Oh, goodness. I didn't know USC had a team. Many, many moons ago. No. Many moons ago. Okay. Back when right. uh, John Mariucci played. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> wow, you're sharp. You are on it today. Well, you know. You are on it today, my friend. Um, it's the truth. <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> I, know. I can, you know, I can show you the story. Uh, I know. You, uh, you did okay. research it. <laughs> I did. Uh, so anyway, this weekend, some huge games, uh, huge series coming up in college hockey as you wind down towards the holiday break. So I thought maybe we needed to go over these again just to remind people um, of what's going on because uh, there, there's people that, that don't realize or don't watch closely and they think there's not much happening. There is a ton happening this weekend and a lot of importance uh, as far as the teams that are playing, correct? Well, I think that, you know, if you're uh, a, a team that's playing this weekend, um, you the, you need to make sure that you get as many Ws as you can. And, you know, um, let's, let's, you know, there's some Atlantic hockey, some CCHA hockey. Uh, those teams are struggling right now. Um, AIC, who's one of the top teams in Atlantic hockey, has got a road series. Um, and, you know, Minnesota State uh, travels east to where I just was. Uh, yeah. Play RPI. Um, you know, Fairbanks got a big weekend series against the very pesky Augustana team. ASU has to like that. ASU goes on the road to play Robert Morris, a team with nothing to lose. And by that, you mean Robert Morris and not Arizona State? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bowling Green, uh, Thursday night at Bemidji State. Right. Uh, Thursday, Friday series. That's kind of cool. Yeah, well, oh, you love those. We do, we do. Um, we'll look forward to that. Um, you know, so I mean, there are some games with some teams that can't afford to lose. Yeah, let's let's go right back to that Arizona State at Robert Morris. How important is it for your Sun Devils to uh, to perform well? And what happens if they don't? Ooh, that's, a, that's a heavy sigh right there, folks. A heavy uh, sigh. Yeah, if they uh, if they don't perform well, this they have to win ball. two games in regular. They have to win two games in regulation. There's not, it's not even an issue. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not even. It, what you're telling me no is no error this weekend. What you're no. telling me is if Derek Schooley's guys come out and earn a win or earn a tie, that's it. Yeah. ASU is pretty yeah. much toast. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine a scenario where they come back from that. Okay. 
Um, that that's uh, that's a lot on the line. Yeah. A lot on the yes, line. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and I was hoping we were going to have Coach Schooley on yesterday because um, he uh, he knows the importance of it for Arizona State. He knows the importance of it for his team. Um, he's not going to roll over. I can guarantee no, you that. Of course not. And uh, it will be a not. real battle. It, it's sad, and that's where we get down to this not being in the conference thing again because you're taking a very good quality hockey team that could have an off night or an off weekend yeah. and find themselves all done. All done before Christmas. Yeah, the only thing is, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I said, I can't imagine a scenario other than two wins that doesn't cause major, and I mean two regulation wins, that doesn't cause major problems for ASU. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with And I'm going to sit here and tell you the same thing about the guys up in Fairbanks. Yeah. Although August Dan is in the in the top 30 in, in the pairwise, but you you can't lose home games. Nope. You don't get enough. I mean, you're on the edge, too. You can't afford to have anything but regulation wins either. Although you're not going to get it. I don't think you would get hurt as much losing to number 27, Augustana, as opposed to ASU, who would be losing to number 63. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to totally agree with you on that. And, you know, on the road or not on the road, you uh, if you're Arizona State, you need to win. And like I said, Paul, sooner or later, you need to win uh, some of these games with a little bit of authority. Um, you can't just squeak by or have ties. You have to, uh, and, you know, and I know a win's a win to the pairwise, but still, to everybody and, else and, out there. And, and by the and way. And gained some, they've gained some, some uh, momentum in the, in the national scene right now. They can't let this be the time that they let it go. And and by the way, the same thing goes uh, for uh, the guys up in uh, Mankato. Right. Um, they're going on the road this weekend, too, to play two at RPI, who's 59th Ooh. in the pairwise. Ouch. Ouch. Again, you can't. You just can't. Here's the difference, um, so Paul. I know they're there's, in the conference, conference, and I know they tournament. have the conference tournament. Yep. But yes, they do. again, you even if you win, uh, it the, right now the best team in that league is St. Thomas, and if they win the conference tournament, there's no auto bid for that league. Yeah, that's that's scary. There's no <laughs> auto bid for that league. If you're in the CCHA, that's scary because uh, St. Thomas is the best team in that league this season. So, and by um, the way, again. There is no CCHA team in the top 15 right now. Yeah, I agree. The I highest pairwise <laughs> team in the CCHA is not even an official member of the CCHA. Yet. Yep. Uh, and Arizona State made news the other day, and boy, uh, in the and I, I always I, I shudder to see these things come out, but. First of all, congratulations. It's Chase Ham, correct? That uh, is the goaltender that's moving up, if you will. Uh, I'm not, still not sure it's a move up, 
But if you move up to be the third goaltender on NCAA team from ACHA, um, I get it uh, on paper. It's a move up, but uh, it's, a put it it's a bit misleading, Paul. It's a bit misleading. It is misleading. First of I've all, gotten we... messages from people today that said, oh, my God, ASU is now taking an ACHA player, a goaltender. What are they going to do? Who's he, he, he wouldn't move up if he wasn't going to play. I'm going like, yeah, well, he's the third goaltender. He's the practice goaltender unless somebody really gets hurt or two guys really get hurt. Um, so, But the thing of it is, it's being played up around, uh, around hockey and especially around the ACHA ranks that um, this kid is moving up to take on some goalie responsibilities for the NCAA team. And, um, I, you know, I don't know the kid. I'm sure he's a very talented goaltender. But let's be honest here. That's not what's happening. No, he's a practice player. Right. So, he's a practice. so it's just like just like college basketball teams bring in uh, high school players that were pretty decent, but obviously not at that level, um, and 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 walk ons and and they they bring in practice bodies. Uh, teams need that third goalie to practice. If he's playing, they're in trouble anyway. Yep. yep. Um, you know, it's it, just look at it this way. Um, he's the e-bug. Yeah, exactly. Okay, He's the e-bug, um, just like they have in the National Hockey League. You know, like w- like one of the guys that the, the loafs, I mean, Toronto lost to a couple <laughs> of years ago. David Ayers. David Ayers, the e-bug. Uh, Okay, that's what this kid is. So let's uh, ACHA fans. I know where you're coming from. I get it. I, I understand why you're going to do it, but let's calm down. Yeah, that's okay, and let's, let's calm so then, down and make it. Let's not make it sound like um, this kid was just dominating. And uh, no, the third goalie on ASU got hurt. He's not. He's not going to take the place of. Uh, Gibson no, Homer or TJ Sempton felt no, so this that guy if this kid plays there's something either terribly wrong or ASU is so far out of it and they want to protect one of the goalies for next year when they go into yeah. the NCHC um, yeah. so let's but anyway calm down my, ACHA people my my point being is in addition to that somebody asked me today um, does that mean that um, uh, he's giving up his opportunity to play for the ACHA team. Uh, I would say yes and no. Uh, he's going to, if they need him for the NCAA practice squad, he'll be there. And if he, if Coach Powers so sees it, to let him go back and play ACHA games. Keep in mind the ACHA is off for a heck of a long time right now. They're, they're not playing any games. Uh, they're no. on semester break, so he's not going to miss any games for them. But um, they and then then that person responded to me with another question, and they said, "In your opinion, if that's what it is, would he be better off being an ACHA starting goaltender, or would he be better off being the the third goaltender on an NCAA team and hanging around?" Where uh, basically the question was, "Where is his development going to?" Uh, Gonna be better, being the third goaltender and hanging let's, around NCAA players, or sticking with his ACHA team. Let's let's be serious, right? Let's let's. If you're the third string goalie, 
even if you're just getting the gear, right? Even if you're just a practice player, you're getting still the part swag. Of the getting the swag, baby. Getting the swag. That's why I wish we had Swaggy Peon to just have. Well, I question. get it, but Tom Portion is a swag. You know, I mean. So again, okay, so stop. Let me let me ask you this question: If you're Mr. Ham, and you have the option of making the jump up, so to speak, are you doing it, or are you staying with your ACHA team? If you had to pick yes. one or the other, of course I'm doing it. Okay, all right. I just want to hear. Listen, there, there's there, what, what what I am I traveling to all the games? Maybe not. They don't do all. It's not a lot. They don't do you a lot know. of traveling, and they've already done quite a bit. You know, um, well, I don't know how many people they take on the planes with them. I don't know if they take the guys that aren't playing. I don't know. Guys that are injured, I don't know. Maybe they're not taking the injured guys. But no, a lot of guys I'm stay just, home. If you're injured, you usually stay home and rehab. Right. So, I mean, if I, if I get to go on the road trips, if I'm, if I'm in Pittsburgh this weekend, bring it on, baby. Let's go. What? What? Why is this even a question? I'm just asking, just asking. And I understand there is a gap in the ACHA season right now, so he's really not missing anything. It's kind of like bonus time, uh, if you will. And, so, and, this, and he's anyway, going to get and he's going to get practice time this month that he wouldn't get ordinarily. Right. Yep. And and if you know anything about ACHA hockey, they don't practice nearly as much as NCAA hockey does. And also, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because a lot of people have jumped the gun and said, oh, my goodness, this must mean bad things for ASU. They have to bring up a, an ACHA goaltender, and I quickly tried to squash that because nothing has happened to TJ Semptonfelter. Nothing has happened to Gibson Homer, and those are the two guys that are going to see the lion's share, if not all of the share, of uh, goaltending duties for Arizona State NCAA hockey. I mean, yeah, again, if this guy plays, you know, that's a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I don't think Arizona State right now wants to have any bigger problems than what they got right now cuz on their plate in front of them as we mentioned is Robert Morris and uh I think it's best that we take a break right now and we come back and we break into uh, these holiday tournaments. As you mentioned, there aren't a lot of them, but um, I think uh, the ones that are being played are kind of important for a lot of teams, including some independents and including a couple of teams that we cover. So uh, let's take that break. Let's come back and let's uh, dig into What's going on holiday tournament time besides the uh, World Junior Tournament? We'll be right back. Okay. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. 
and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated, the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, Call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Scott Strandy with you here, your co-host, your host at ITHSW Podcast, here to tell you about banking. Uh, yeah, I know, you're wondering, well, what do I know about banking? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, SoFi Bank has uh, turned me on to something very special in the banking industry. Looking for a place for a checking account, savings account, maybe your investments. Maybe you just want to track your credit score. Maybe you need a mortgage. How about refinancing that student loan? How about insurance? How about a great credit card with cash back, travel perks? All of the different things you can get with SoFi. And right now, you can get yourself up to $300 back once you sign up for SoFi. You get an automatic 25 bucks just for signing up. Uh, and using the code that I can give you, you also will get another $250 uh, possibilities with your direct deposits. And did I mention direct deposits are now two days sooner than everywhere else or most other places. Uh, so it's a great place to get it. It's all online, one of the largest uh, uh, banks out there. The other thing that I really like about SoFi is they're so easy to access. Access it on your phone, tablet, computer, wherever it may be. There's over 6.9 million members that uh, that love SoFi. So maybe it's your time to do it. If you'd like, simply give me a text at 760-801-8060. Send me a, an email at icetimehockeywest at gmail.com. Uh, reply on the app. Reply on X. Um, you can reach me a lot of different ways. I'll send you out a personal link. Get you $25 just for trying it out. And uh, if you don't think it's the best bank out there, no uh, no harm done. If you like it 
uh, I tell you, you're going to find everything in one place. So again, it's SoFi, SoFi Bank. Reach out to me, 760-801-8060, and I will get you what you need to uh, get started and get $25 in your pocket. Coming to you from the nchc.tv studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Carlsbad, California. For one more night, then I'll be off to Palm Springs for five nights before coming back here to this beautiful location on the uh, Pacific Ocean. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, never has to leave the estate. Um, You know what? He's got it. He's got what he wants out on Long Island. It's beautiful. (sighs) Bug Botanical Garden behind him, not far from the Atlantic Ocean. And the servants. The servants is what we're really talking about. When you have people serving you, uh, non-stop, you can't miss it. What? Paul, how are you? What? <laughs> no, the what, dogs what, aren't what? giving you service the way they should. What are you? What crack are you smoking? <laughs> Holy smokes! What? Uh, there's no service uh, here. I'm you, the sent me in, you, you sent me into a coughing attack. That was uh, so funny. Anyway. Um, Okay, back to the holiday tournaments. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, anyway, um, how, how is life on the island? It stopped raining. That's the main thing. Well, it yeah, it didn't raining. rain as much as it was supposed to. We were, they were talking about. Like, and no snow yet. And it's mid-December. Shh, no snow. you got to love shush, that, shush, my shush, friend. Shush, shush, shush. You know, I heard uh, no, no snow and the Mets building up to win. A World Series this season. Shush. I can feel it. It can feel it in my bones. No, that you're not. No serious snow. About that part. And the no, Mets no, no, no. Stop are gonna go nonsense. get that championship. Stop that nonsense. Okay. It doesn't work that way. Uh, how about the Islanders? They gonna get that cup this year? Uh, well, they got the playoffs first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. I are, are they frustrating you though at all this year? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I figured they might. Oh my God! I figured they might. I, I I don't think there's ever been a more frustrating team <laughs> that I've watched. The insanity of the amount of games that they've lost leads in in the third period alone. Forget about the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but at the moment, they're in second place in the division. So. Yeah, yeah, I like it. They're hanging in there. So, you know. Maybe it's going to be a Long Island Mullet Arena Stanley Cup final. Uh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Would you make the trip for that? Would that be enough? It depends on whose bank account you're talking about. To, to see the Islanders at Mullet? Depends on whose bank account you're <laughs> talking about. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just checking. I want to know how that rated on your uh, your scale. Anyway, um, the again the holiday tournaments. Arizona State gets two of them, two cracks to win two championships in a two week period. That first one playing at uh, the 1980 rink in Lake Placid, New York. Um, the teams there are formidable. I don't want to say they're the greatest uh, out there, but they're formidable. How important is that for your Sun Devils 
to go up there and prove to the East Coast that they are a relevant, dominant, championship-caliber college hockey team. Um, it's important for them to show the computer that they are a quote-unquote good team. You know, the teams are, that are in that tournament that they could possibly play, um, you know, they're in, uh, they're high enough where ASU could do some damage in the pairwise. I believe ASU's playing Clarkson first, right? Clarkson is um, in the upper in in the, in the upper half of the pairwise. They're at twenty eight, and that's another team that ASU's got some history with, right, Paul? Yeah, they play them a lot. They have played them a lot. Um, um, you know, they 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 they've played them a bunch of times. Uh, even invited them a lot out to the ASU's tournament. Yes. So, right, and um, and the other the other teams that they could play in that tournament, uh, Cornell or, or 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 UMass, right? UMass we know is is right up there, is ninth in the pairwise, and Cornell is twenty one. So this is a chance for ASU to do some to really help themselves with that tournament up in Lake Placid. Really help themselves. Even if they don't play UMass. Even if the two teams they play are Clarkson and Cornell. Because that's the way, you know, that's, you know, say if Cornell beats UMass, I mean, they beat BU at Madison Square Garden, so it's not like Cornell's not capable of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, you. you know, and this will be a neutral. This will be neutral site, um, although not really. I, I don't believe uh, Ithaca and and which is where Cornell is, and I forget where Clarkson is, but I don't believe Clarkson is that far from. Well, but here's the thing, Paul. If you're uh, an ASU player and you're getting a chance to take a trip to the 1980 rink, the Herb rink, the Herbie rink, um, you, you're you're looking forward to that. Oh, of course. I mean, it's a great experience. You may never play in that building again. No, just more you in may the not. history. Um, yeah, I'd say that's pretty important. Um, so they play that one, I believe, 28th and 29th of December. Am I correct on that, or 29th and 30th? No, at least 28th and 29th. Okay. Um, oh, no, it is 29th and 30th. So. Okay. So on the 28th and 29th, the Great Lakes Invitational at Van Andel Arena uh, will be played. Uh, the interesting part about this one, we talked about it, um, Michigan Tech, Michigan State, Ferris State, and the University of Alaska – Fairbanks. Now, let me tell you a little something about Fairbanks getting into this tournament. Um, it's not the University of Michigan. Nope. <laughs> we understood what happened there. Um, I'm uh, looking yes, at the next three years, Paul, after this one. Let me tell you the teams that are going to participate and tell you how special it is for Fairbanks. Michigan Tech, Michigan State, Northern Michigan, Western Michigan are the 2024 teams. Right. That's more the traditional – yeah, 2025, 
Michigan Tech, Michigan State, Miami University, and Ferris State University. 2026, Michigan Tech, Michigan State, Western Michigan, University of Notre Dame. Um, when I look at the next four years, including this year, uh, there's only one team that's really traveling a long distance. That'd be the University of Alaska Fairbanks. You don't think they want to show up to this tournament and, and do some damage? I mean, they've got Michigan State and Michigan Tech and Ferris State right with them, and they can make a move themselves if uh, if they play well. well yeah, I mean, that, that the, 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 these Christmas tournaments, uh, the, the, they are the, – the, these tournaments are not bigger for anybody – than ASU in Alaska. Bingo. Okay. Bingo. Um, maybe Maine, because they can't afford to lose them either. They can't afford to lose uh, at the Dartmouth tournament. Um, they're playing RIT in the first round. So that won't hurt them as much because RIT is in that near that 20 spot. I mean, I can look up exactly where they are. They're 16. So that wouldn't hurt Maine as much as losing the next night, no matter who they played. Okay, so, uh, you know, that that is a, um, you know, that's the, so that's kind of a different fish. Bird of a clearly, different feather. <laughs> but 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 clearly, for ASU and Fairbanks, the Christmas tournaments now ASU. Still, this is assuming ASU beats Robert Morris twice. Yeah, yeah. Let's not put the uh, cart before the horse too much. But anyway, in any event, that tournament will be played um, in uh, in the 1980 rink in Lake Placid, New York. Uh, then Arizona State will come back, and I saw today some stuff that I was given from. From Omaha, they are really looking forward to uh, the Desert Classic. Can't and imagine why. I believe, I believe January 3rd is when they uh, fly in to uh, to Tempe. So they'll be there the 3rd, 4th, and get ready for the games on the 5th and 6th. Um, I'm that sure tournament, that tournament means a lot to a lot of teams, again, as it does to Arizona State. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure um... – you know that uh, that somebody, uh, someone's going to host them. Some alumni, uh, Omaha alum, is going to host them somewhere. Just like there'll be a Harvard alum that probably hosts has a big dinner for the Harvard for the folks at Harvard, and the same thing with Lowell. I'm sure, there's somebody there because there's somebody. Well, if they're not, everybody. if they aren't there, they're they're they'll going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be there. Yeah, let's just put it that way. If they aren't there, there, they will be there. But um, anyway, so that will be another fun tournament. I will be there for that one on the 5th and 6th of uh, January to uh, to take that all in, trying to do some different things uh, in advance of that to do a little pregame stuff, knowing the teams will be there early. Um, so maybe we can get a chance to sit down with the four coaches and uh, pick their brains before the tournament starts, which I think is always fun. Uh, you get the sound bites after, but if you get them before, they're a little bit more loose. They're a little bit more um, talkative. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, because there's no reason they don't have to. They have 
they're not worrying about what happened and right. they don't have to worry about talking about a loss. So yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's uh, that's coming up. I think these uh, this might be one of the best tournament years that uh, that there's been in a long time as far as importance. And here's the crazy thing: we talk about importance for Fairbanks and for Arizona State. We also talk about parity. So when I say that, it's kind of hypocritical to say there's never been more parity, but yet two teams could find themselves out of the running for a national tournament spot um, by how they perform over the holiday tournaments. Well, isn't that's that, how important they are. That's, that's... But isn't that crazy? I mean, there's a bunch of games left, and if you're talking about parity, shouldn't, shouldn't you be able to hang in the game, so to speak, a little longer? Well, you know, that unfortunately is the way it is. You just want me to fight the computer, don't you? You want me to tell you how much I hate it. I hate well, yeah, the pair one. It's usually pretty good. I, like to, I usually like that. Somebody has to. You have to, you have to <laughs> rant about something. <laughs> anyway, I, I just think I hate it. I hate it because teams should not be eliminated um, just because they're not in a conference that early in the year. And we know if you're not by – by the first week of January, if you're not somewhere 15 or below in the pairwise and you're an independent, you have a long road to hoe. And Fairbanks proved it last year. They played very well down the stretch. I don't know what they were, like 10 and 1 or some ridiculous number their last five or six weeks of the season. And it still wasn't good enough. No, no, no. Well, so, again, because there wasn't enough. If you want this. If you want this parity, though, to to really be parity, and right now you've got it, so don't screw it up, NCAA. Find a way to get teams, and we talked to Eddie Christian about this when we had him on. Find a way to get everybody in a conference, and then if you have eight conferences, and this is a great example, then the, the winner of all eight conferences are automatically seated one through eight, right? Isn't that what we'd like to see? Uh, yeah, I've said that for about two years now. Yeah, so get eight conferences somehow, some way. I don't care how you do it. And give everybody a fair shot. If you lose out in your conference tournament, hey, you had the shot. But but give them that opportunity, and you'll watch your game grow even more. Because yeah. there will be more teams that will be. But to be honest with get you, Paul. everybody in the league, and let's yep. go. And I've heard this from multiple people now. This could be part of the reason if things slow down on teams making the jump is – they're seeing they what's happening. Right. Yes. They can't get in the tournament. And that makes it really hard to recruit. Two things have to ha two things have to happen. One, they need some realignment. Well, actually, three things need to happen. Uh, they need some realignment because they got to get all these independent teams in the league. They need to get rid of the moratorium on single sport conferences. And they need to expand the tournament to 24 teams. And real quick, before we go, explain to people what the moratorium on single sport conferences really means. There's a lot of lay people out there that like you were talking about earlier in the show that don't understand what you're talking about when you say, what, what is it and why do they need to get rid of it? So first of all, but, define it. Um, um, there are some sports in college sports that have – that only sponsor one some leagues that only sponsor one sport. For example, the NCHC. 
That is a hockey-only conference. Yes. Okay. Um, Atlantic hockey is a hockey-only conference. Okay. Um, the CCHA is a hockey-only conference. Under the current rules of the NCAA, creating more of those is not allowed. They will not be uh, a couple of football te- a couple of football conferences tried to combine to make it and the NCAA said no. They tried to so it's not, I mean it, it doesn't affect just hockey but it mostly affects hockey. Right. Okay? And you know you've got so teams in in upstate New York that have, have have just been chomping at the bit according to all outlets. But they're they're probably looking for to figure out a way to get in the league too, and you can't keep and and the NCAA banned single sport conferences. The transformation committee extended that moratorium. At the same time, they recommended expanding the tournament. So, you know, again, most of these rulings seem to affect hockey more than anybody else. Yeah, well put. So well go. defined. Good job. Um, like that part of it. Um, so anyway, those are those are things that are on the line and a few things that weren't on the line. But um, we'll bring it all to you on uh, Sunday night, College Hockey West Live. Take it away, my friend. The From the NCHC.TV studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top, at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the podcasts by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will uh, say a big thank you to everybody uh, that's helped us keep the shows on the air and moving. And uh, if you uh, get a chance, we would really love to have some more downloads. It creep us up over that 50,000 mark and uh, get us to start 2024 on the right foot. Um, we'll see you again on uh, Sunday night for uh, college hockey. Tomorrow night, Steve and Marsh and I will have the uh, ACH Top 20 podcast. 
nice. dealing with the non-varsity teams. And Thursday night, there will be a new The Pro Hockey West Report as I gather some sound bites from AH, AHL hockey over the next five days. Have fun. All right, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.